Well then, how about for old times' sake? You know, I'm jealous of your ability to be sentimental about the past. I'm not able to do that. I remember things as they were. Welcome to the end of Mad Men on the Idle Thumbs Podcast Network. I'm Sean Vanneman. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. This episode was called The Milk and Honey Root, and it is the <gasps> penultimate episode of this series. Yes, it was written by Carly Ray and Matt Weiner, and it was directed by Matthew Weiner. Um, I looked up, so before we get too far into this, I looked up, I was like, The Milk and Honey Root sounds like a very specific thing. And so I looked it up very quickly, and The Milk and Honey Root is a book on hobo vernacular. So The Milk and Honey Root is... Oh, I think oh. I knew this. And it is written by Nels Anderson. Oh, our co-worker, <laughs> Nels Anderson. Yeah. We, work, we with, work with a guy named Nels Anderson. someone named Nels Anderson. I don't and think it's really him, is it? Written by Nels Anderson under a pseudonym. Yeah. Not our co-worker. Our co-worker. No, it was written by a, a hoboologist in the 1930s. Okay, great. Wow. Yes. Unless... Maybe Nels is secretly a hundred years yeah, old. Yeah, if you Google search for Nels Anderson, uh, Google gets very confused and says he's a game develop a video game developer and a hoboologist who's like a hundred years old. <laughs> so it's who's I say? mean that could be correct. It, we have no evidence of the it, contrary. Anyway, that that is a reference to something specific, which I imagine is related to Don's journey through this episode too, right? Or yeah, the kid. Gotta be. Yeah. Well it's yeah. sort of the Don as drifter yes exactly yeah is definitely the mode that he is in yeah continually like re- reducing himself down to right. the most basic of his elements i yeah. feel like the we're most just, saddest of i think we're, we're just watching don draper go away and like dick whitman reigns supreme by the end of the yeah. show right like that's got to be what's happening it the, has to just be i mean the I, further really, west Don I like goes. the way you put that i really re- I, I hadn't articulated that to myself yeah. that way but I, I enjoyed the way you put that there was a moment in the on that note there was a moment in the vfw hall when he uh we should after we we should go back, step back a bit. <laughs> oh, we have to this, play but, our game. But um, there's a That's moment true. in the VFW hall, Jake, just to your point, when he's asked to, in, you know, to introduce himself and he's very reluctant to do so. He finally, you know, shares his, his regiment. And then when they ask about his rank, he pauses for a really long time. And my assumption was that he was trying to decide if he should share the rank of Don Draper or the rank of Dick Whitman. Right. He ultimately says Lieutenant, which was Don Draper's rank. But there was a long pause there where he's sort of, Yep. Weighing Shoot those identities yeah. in a way that he that he has not. Yeah, well, well, he's rarely asked. Life. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Get, we'll get back to that for sure because because we have to. But uh, let's, all right, so this episode, our... episode thirteen of season seven, correct? Uh, yes. Hmm. Don <laughs> takes a trip. <laughs> yeah. Betty gets some bad news. Yeah. Sally comes home. That's probably it. <laughs> I don't know. Pete considers a job. You're like gets a gets a lead on a new something. Man, I don't know what is it, Chris. What is the actual description? Don has trouble sleeping. <laughs> Pete Even is better. Pete is blindsided by a difficult friend. Facing a new <laughs> challenge, Henry arranges a family reunion. What you guys? Oh, a family way, reunion. You guys way overshared. Relative to the actual yeah, well, because that's episode. even duplicitous, and it's like you, a family reunion. Are. A family reunion, you assume, is the like capital F well, capital says, R event that we all know. But he literally just goes and takes his daughter out of school. Yeah. Oh well, I am very very pleased by the person who writes these 
these these descriptions and apparently also the tweets from the official Mad Men account. <laughs> yeah, those are just incoherent, essentially. So what did you guys think of this episode overall? I guess the way we usually start this. Sean, it's your day. I was so sad. Yeah, I was, was just pretty basically sad for 47 and a half minutes or however long these episodes are. I was ultimately not sad for Don in this episode, but I like long term, not sad for Don, but I was sad for Don's existence within this episode. And I was sad for basically everything else that happened in this episode. It was just such a sad episode. Yeah. And it wasn't like necessarily sad for these people, which I was sad for the people, but it was just this like, oh yeah, p- layer of ennui over the whole thing, over just life's inevitable, inevitable conclusion. That, oh man, it really crawled inside me in a real way. Oh yeah, um, man. I also found myself laughing out loud many times in this episode, but I think it was because I was I I was alone watching it, and I needed an emotional out. And there are some framings in the. There are just some like classic Matt Weiner choices in this episode that made me laugh because I wanted to cry. But like, like what the long shot in the VFW hall. So like when all the men are drunk on the right side of the frame Mm -hmm. and then in the middle of the frame is like the weird old man who looks like, like the six flags mascot, (laughs) like hugging like the the huge woman. Mm-hmm. If you notice, like he's the guy who caught the glove when she was doing her dance when she came out of the mm-hmm. cake. He's they're just hugging in the middle of the frame, right, for a solid five count. And I just like that seeing that all happen on frame in the frame, like got the sadness out of me in a way that was like I was laughing in a way that I don't normally laugh, but they were like almost like nervous laughter because I was chewing on all these all these uh, intense things that were happening in the episode. Um. I think uh, for some reason the Duck Phillips stuff with Pete Campbell also just I found myself chuckling at mm-hmm. just the sort of like stupidity of the way they were jockeying over each other. Right. And I needed that really badly in the episode. But like it was literally like I was in the desert just like sucking the dew off of a leaf <laughs> for any sort of moisture. Anything right. that would like let me get out a feeling that wasn't just as like weight of sadness in the whole episode, but I loved the episode. Loved yeah, it. This episode made me think that we were stupid in our first episode when we were like, I bet you might not even see Betty Draper this season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't say we, I, what I said was it wouldn't surprise me if the show just took a crazy turn and you didn't see some of these characters, right? Like the show somehow just latched on to Dawn in a way that was very like selfishly Dawn. Because, I mean, Don doesn't know what's going on with Betty. Don and, right, Don and Betty now, have had a couple great scenes. Now we're in a hypothetical situation where the last episode of Mad Men involves none of the rest of the main cast even sharing a scene with Don Draper. Like, we have, I, who knows what happens next week, but that right. could be, yeah. it could be basically the complete right, opposite right. And of I that. think that's sort of what we were alluding to in that first episode. I wasn't, I wasn't putting my money down on there being no Betty in yeah, the season, yeah. There's also, I mean, when you consider the way characters have... Um, sort of shuffled off the, sh- the show or I mean, you know, we don't know who's going to be in the final episode, obviously, but characters each definitely have gotten their little capstone. This is this will not happen, but I could easily imagine a season finale just given what happened in this episode that doesn't include 
Don or Betty or Pete because they've all been closed out kind of. Don, arguably not. But if we didn't know this was like – If the, we, la- if the if last thing we you just, saw was Don on that bench. It, right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Right, yeah, right. That, that would be an appropriate end of this show's story – of Don Draper, right? Right. Like if we were in a world where we didn't know the schedule of this show and every week of the show could be the last and we just didn't know, like if for all we knew this was the season finale and we just ha- next Sunday, we'll find out if there's another one or not um, that this could have right. ended it with, with him. Right. next episode is agree. just Harry crane. <laughs> well, that, right. I mean, next episode would be the, would be the mop up, right? It would be, well, I, I mean, Peggy would be pretty significant. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe Peggy's sign off was her was looking like a boss in the hallway. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like and then you're just and now Peggy is unchanged from this state for the rest of her career. It's funny like, yeah. is that other than the the, I mean this the bomb dropping with Betty, every character didn't just have like I wouldn't even say from a plot wise like was tied up because I don't think that's what this show is necessarily concerned with. But if you think of the lasting image, yes, of absolutely, Betty, Betty, yes. uh, of, of Peggy and. Of Peggy oh, and Dawn, at yes. least right now, um, and and Roger Sterling, like and Joan. You think of these lasting images of them, like just the frame that they left have left the show on. If the show were to end right now, yeah, it's pretty sensational. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. Man, Dawn was when I actually had that thought when the I last. Mean, I feel that way about Betty as well. What was Betty's last shot? Betty, well, was I don't it know, in Betty, the hallway? So, I mean, yeah, her yeah. last her last shot was, was she gives a note walking up the but her stairs, last but her voice last was reading voice, a note to, yes, to Sally. Yeah, which yeah, was, yeah, I can, yeah, 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 which was like that was uh, it was okay, like Betty so, saying things she would never have been able to say, right? But probably has always been inside of her. I, yes. yeah. I've always been a big Betty apologist, and I've always been very annoyed by the people who were constantly like railing against Betty. Same here, um, because I think that character is and always has been someone who was who is completely a product of her situation and her circumstances and has always been kind of existentially frustrated by the the role that she has had to play just given the world mm-hmm. in which she lives despite her relative privilege i mean despite the fact that within that world she's a relatively pr- privileged person that also comes along with a lot of things that put her into boxes that you get the sense this episode really i think is the proof that given a different circumstance in her life in terms of like the part of society that she was expected to like make something out of um things could have been a lot better for her i whenever i sort of find myself thinking about like how betty could potentially be a one note character or the things that she says are annoying like like the number one complaints that show up about Betty, about how she's like what she's even doing on the show or whatever else people say. I always think back to it was in one of the first two seasons, the episode where she's just home alone for a while and just being completely irritated by a whole bunch of things. And then she ends up getting her frustration out by going out on the front lawn with a rifle and just shooting birds out of the air. <laughs> yeah, with a cigarette in her mouth. Yeah, it's like, okay, <laughs> like anything that you might be wondering about the, the the true state of Betty Draper, remember that time, yeah, that she was just smoking a cigarette on the lawn, blowing away birds with a gun in her like suburban yeah. home. Like yeah. that just... Her note at the end was like so incredibly... That was, so incredibly yeah, that was perfect. absolutely yeah. amazing. It was yeah. just... It was nine parts the Betty Draper that we've all been seeing for right, the past in terms seven of years. like her clothes and hair right. and everything. And here's what's yeah. important, and this yeah. is what's going to happen, and this is what's yeah. proper, and this is what I want. And then one thing that will de- basically like change your daughter's life forever. Right. Yeah. yeah in oh, terms God. of like yeah, message absolutely. to impart to her. Yeah. Um, it was like really beautiful. 
This episode was really, I think, wonderful in the sense that in this season so far, in this half season, I should say, many of the episodes uh, have been kind of omnibus episodes where we we see a lot of characters, especially the old guard. We get a lot of pairings between um, long long time characters on the show. This episode really broke from that, and it was a complete. It was almost exclusively a deep dive into Don, Betty, and Pete and, and Trudy. But you know, um, and I thought it was amazing. I mean, I thought it was incredible. It with all three of those characters, I feel like it really mined the depths of what these characters have experienced over the last you know seven seven years essentially of of seasons worth of time and. Uh, extrapolated out like their current and, and and future state in a really, really satisfying and, and earned way. I mean, you could, you could definitely argue and I, and I, and I do. And part of me does feel that the Betty stuff was a bit like Dex X, this X Machina, like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's, we're the right about to end the show. And now we're going to introduce this huge thing like that. That, that the show doesn't really do that. Yeah. It, it hasn't t- done that. It typically doesn't do that. Yeah. yeah. And so, you you could argue definitely that 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 was a little much, and uh, you know as we know we're heading to the the climax of the show to introduce something like that. Um, but you know if you accept that just as a as a plot point, um, I think the way that these characters were all examined in this episode was really really excellent and very touching. Um, in 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 many different ways, I think right. Like in Don, you have this sort of almost regression or or acceptance, if you want to put a better spin on it. Um, in, in Betty, you have this sort of like incredibly unfortunate circumstance that, that unexpectedly allows her to, uh, kind of express a particular kind of strength that she, she has not, that, that is typically not afforded her. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she hasn't had the opportunity to really show Right, it. exactly. I mean, it's... it's well, it's, she hasn't allowed herself to show it, I think is more correct. No, like, I think I might argue with that. Yeah. You know, I think, I think you, the you, circumstances oftentimes put... Peggy, I mean Betty, in a spot. Yeah, I agree. Where she's not able to like flourish in there, the way there that isn't she pro- an appropriate outlet for the kind of right. Resolve like that I she think has. she's basically been like in some sort of patriarchy or controlled for seven seasons, and then when she hasn't um, been, it's always really pleasant. Like when she like gained all that weight and then got skinny again. Mm-hmm. Does like see her to sort of like own something about herself and right, like, okay, succeed yeah. was like really nice. <laughs> it was just sort of like, oh, she's like, that's I don't know. I, and like, and I think in that sense, I agree with Kristen. I've always sort of rooted for her in that. Um, I can't even begin to wonder what it would be like to be a woman for, of her class in that era with the way she looks and the way she's, you know, men have latched, have taken her basically. Right. Okay. You know, I don't know. And then in the case of in the case of um, uh, Pete, there's something I think really interesting. Uh, you, the Pete that we now see by the end of this episode is weirdly a kind of you see the older versions of the potential thing Pete could become in Don and Roger. I think in Don because of the um, kind of driven, married to his work thing that he's he's now trying to shed. Um, that that Pete has always had has always been been drawn drawn to that, and then in the Roger you get these sort of like um, patrician figure like old money old money get. like you know Knickerbocker kind of thing the uh-huh. guy mentions uh, this like go to the right schools you have the right name you got the right kind of money 
Um, and he's, you know, he's going to settle into that probably fairly gracefully, you know, right. like I, 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 um, it's, it's, he takes, he tries to interpret this as sort of a message that he deserves, like he's put in his time. He's, you know, come to a reckoning about himself and his past habits. And now he, he and Trudy deserve something better, like quote, or at least something new, but no, it's not really that it's that he is j- kind of just taking ownership of something that was through the whims of the universe granted to him by his verse, by his birth. And he will now, uh, at least try to wear it well, Yeah, you know, um, by, by what, you know, by doing right by, by Trudy one hopes. Um, but it's definitely like he, I think he takes it as some kind of like karmic reward, but I, but I think it's like my, my ambition and my, my drive over this last decade has paid off, but it's really like, right. It's really just like your old money kind of had the whole time. I thought it was interesting. It, the show didn't touch on this at all, but uh, Dana actually pointed it out that it's – I had forgotten that Pete's dad died in that jet yeah, crash. in, in the, the American Airlines. In the, okay. Yeah, in American Airlines Flight 1. But yeah, this is, a, this is a funny like bunch of intertwined stuff here because his, his father died in American Airlines Flight 1, which happened – which when that happened in on the show, uh, they pulled all of the Mohawk Airlines advertisements temporarily because, because that was in the news – and then Duck Phillips, of all people, pressured them to drop Mohawk Airlines as a client in the same episode so that they could attempt to woo American Airlines without having this other airline kind of mucking, mucking things up. So Duck Phillips, the same guy who who was like preside, like, attempting to preside over this like airline client shuffle back then, is now still um, like jockeying for airline client business. Like or not client business, but but you know, like he's recruiting now, but he's still yes, doing on behalf of that airline. Yes, yeah. uh, Pete, the guy who was like inextricably personally tied to the previous incident of this. I don't know what any of that means, but it's a funny, weird. Yeah, it felt like it wasn't it wasn't mentioned. It didn't even feel like it was subtextually relevant to any of Pete's decisions. But it, not not that it really although matters. Pete, either although way, Pete's but... dad abs- definitely came up in the episode when he was having dinner with his brother, and they were talking about yes. how their sort of like philandering habits were. Uh, inherited or 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 you yes. know, yeah learned from their father. Mm-hmm. So there, there's definitely there. Again, I don't know what to make of all that, but there was definitely it was like all there and never sense and never like, like quite touched, but it yeah, was all present. some kind of yeah. vague circle that, that I was love that around. though. Like it feels like most shows would connect that stuff in in a very, very overt yep. way yeah. that would be ultimately dissatisfying. Yeah, but the like sort of the universe of this show not always having to have a strong connection, but having both intentional and i bet sometimes like seemingly unintentional connections makes the world feel so much more real yeah. like those unintentional or what seem to be and i mean that on the like part of the creator what seem to be unintentional connections but or like coincidental make the world feel like real to me in yeah. a way that i really like i agree there were so many moments in this episode where a character who we've been with for basically since the beginning was presented an emotionally challenging or like surprising situation and was then like forced to react. And I thought every single time that happened in this episode, the acting was off the charts. Great. Yeah. And that the writing and sort of like where the character was driven to go, um, was spot on and somehow still like satisfyingly surprising. Yeah. Like watching Sally when she hears about her mom's cancer, go from girl to woman in basically 
15 seconds from like yeah. covering her ears. I literally don't want to hear this mm-hmm. to watching. Um, what's his name? Her, Henry. Henry break down yeah. yep. and just put her hand on his back. Yeah. And then Holy she, shit. And then <laughs> like just she, masterful. Yeah. And then when she gets home, sort of quietly sliding into Betty's chair at the table and like instantly adopting this holding baby Jean <laughs> yep. roll over it. Yeah. 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 Come here, baby Jean. Like, yeah, that scene too. I mean, what a she, wonderful she comes actress. In and, what a the, wonderful right actress she is. It's, oh. she has, she tells her younger brother, Oh, I got, I, I got in trouble at school again, but then yeah. immediately like she says that to get it out of the way. And then the next thing that she does is basically be the kid's mom in the same, not in the same shot, but like within three seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, and then I, Trudy, oh, I guess, sorry, when Trudy oh, is sort of, when Pete comes on strong and says, look, let's get back together. Yeah. Watching Trudy, her entire emotional arc yeah. uh-huh. of be the woman who we've seen in all the, like the C story threads for the past couple of years of just sort of like stalwartly over Pete. Right. And then seeing her become, um, vulnerable in a way that is completely real and you're like oh god like she has wanted this she is lonely she does Mm -hmm. something in her life is missing even though she's the character has been portrayed for the past however long that nothing is you know to see that like because she's acting the way you should you know that she feels you should act you know in the situation yeah watching that vulnerability was just like an amazing amazing scene Mm -hmm. like allison brie is really sensational gosh everybody oh god i just couldn't believe it like every single time those scenes would come up in this in the episode it was just like We'd move on to the next one, and I'd just be reeling. I was like, oh my I really liked that they did that with with Trudy because it was the interesting choice, but it also felt like that would not be how that scene would play out if it was anything other than the second to last episode of Mad Men. Um, I buy I it with I those. Agree. I buy it with those specific characters. Yeah, I I feel that those characters more than any other couple on the show, at least that I can think of off the top of my head, and I could be I could be wrong, but more than any couple we've seen recently, they feel like the ones who actually have have played the best played off the best against each other like in a way that is that does not feel like it only exists because of some weird power dynamic of course there is one because it's the era and 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 you know it's yeah i mean but but they feel like they're from the same world they feel like they have the same essentially the same worldview and the same understanding of things how things are supposed to work in their estimation um as far as a man and a woman can be on an equal playing field in that era, they feel like they are to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. I think just maybe because we're so close to the end and because it's a half season and stuff, just like I liked that, that they packed all the stuff into one scene, but it just it felt like a lot to me. Yeah, but whatever. It's very – I mean to the, to the, the end we were, result I'm totally yeah, down with. To, I mean I don't, I don't disagree with you in the sense that to, to, to some of the thing, points we were making earlier, it is like it, – it does stretch, you know – credulity a bit that um all of these things are happening like on the same day one assumes right 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 Right. like it's it's a little it is slightly it's stuff that in a regular season of admin i think would have staggered out and been been drawn out more but it's all really good from a sort of character standpoint and and to that point i completely agree i think where it's it's placement in this episode up against all these other things is whatever maybe suspect but in terms of it feeling natural for the story of the characters it feels like it fits i mean not not driven by the the not entirely driven by the series finale. Like if there was going to be a season eight, like I think this episode in terms of Pete and Trudy's story could continue. Yeah. We're definitely right now in, this is where these characters story and stories end as far as you need to care about as a madman viewer. And I Mm -hmm. think that's like, this is where Pete and Trudy end and then whatever, who knows what their trajectory is, but that's, that's, 
the the arc like the 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 sort of angle and velocity mm-hmm. of which they leave the world of the story i think is totally great trudy had this like, amazing quotation that we should probably actually find the actual audio of but she says something to pete that i think is like strewn all over this as a series where she says like what temperature uh does steel burn yes that's <laughs> probably correct when she hears that he's going to be working for a jet company that's right yeah She's she's a thirty year previous nine eleven. She, she's truther. a pre truther. No, yeah, I, I know <laughs> she. We call that a pruther. Um, well, well, now I don't goddamn remember because I'm <laughs> sorry <laughs> <over> here. <laughs> uh, what I was gonna the quotation was, um, Jake, you're the just the worst. You know that you are just. Is, just is it pit. when she said? I suspect it's this. You know, I'm jealous of your ability to be sentimental, sentimental yes, about the past. Yes, that's absolutely it. I remember things as they were. I remember things as they were. I, yes. That is just so throughout the series yes, of this absolutely. show. absolutely. To the point that it was like, it almost felt like Matthew Weiner, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> inserting him, his head into the frame and being like, hey. Well, because even we are guilty of it as an audience. Like the way we remember relationships, the oh, absolutely. the way well, we remember when you see dynamics. Pete, when you see Pete and Trudy together, you're like, oh, I remember that dance number at the wedding or whatever. Like, right? But- you know, and I think that's something the show is done so well and could only do in like a hundred hours of television, which is build nostalgia for fake characters <laughs> in a way that feels like you like it is a simulacrum of real life. Well, yeah, because when you think about what happened, I know. I mean, this show skips. I think has covered more time than the seasons themselves have taken in the real world, but it's not that far off. And when you think how long we've been watching this show, mm-hmm. you know, I've been watching essentially since season one ended. So since then I've been, I've, I've been watching this show and, um, uh, I started with season one, of course, but, um, it really has been in real terms a long time right. since a lot of these things happened, especially since now as we're wrapping up the show, we're really focusing in mainly on the original core crew or some subset of it that still is around. Uh, and so it, you, you kind of can have a similar type of nostalgia, uh, uh, that, um, Pete and Trudy have for their own marriage, just in the sense that we saw it when it was young, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, a, a, about the same amount of time ago right. as, as they did. Um, and, and, but on the other hand, it's not, the show is not, there are not so many episodes that, in its in like a daytime soap way, it is it's so flattened because it it it, it is so such a high amount of volume. Well, you only see the highs and the lows of all these characters' lives, right? So. And so, yes, so I feel like we get that all the benefit of it being that big chunk of a life's worth of time, um, in a way that you know, as you say, like really allows us to feel that passage of time and that sense of mm-hmm. nostalgia. You know, which again, as you say, is kind of the point of the show. Right. It's about sort of the loss of an era and and the things that were kind of great about it and what that, and the the things that were not great that were masked by that. And what's funny is as an audience member, we are as seduced by Pete's like pitch to Trudy. I mean, you can, that's all subjective, of course, but you can be as seduced by the pitch as she was and go, yeah, go be together. When we as audience members could like, load up our netflix and just build a supercut of <laughs> yeah. off like a just build objective, a case against an objective supercut yeah. of the horrible things pete campbell has done to trudy and show her and ourselves that and then get into an all our own internal struggle right like we have that resource she only has the resource of her own mind obviously right. yeah. Yeah. maybe she keeps a diary who knows but mm-hmm. like 
I find that to be so interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we've, we actually, um, maybe surprisingly have spoken the least about Don in this episode. Mm-hmm. So I, maybe we want to, to, yeah, let's wind up back, wind back to him. Um, do you guys have any thoughts about the fact that we open with yet another dream, another sort of, this was an actual real dream and this not was a an hallucination. Dream, he was in bed. Yeah, he was in bed. At least he was asleep. Well, you um, I, I don't. I, I think your response indicates you're not crazy about it, and well, I'm, uh, I'm not necessarily either. But the thing I do like about it is that he is is that it sets up his overall mental state in this motel in Kansas, which is that he is increasingly concerned that he's going to be found out, or that he's going to be that his sort of crimes are going to be uh, revealed, and every time he's worried about that it either doesn't happen or he's weirdly found out for something he didn't even actually do right like there's something that's really great about about that mm-hmm. you know that they they burst in on him and it's like what do these people know something of all people how could they possibly yeah. um and it's you know a totally unrelated thing but he's he's i don't know i What's funny is when the people burn, when the men, the men from the VFW hall burst yep. into his hotel room and yank him out of bed and going to kick the crap out of him. Like, who are you? It again, what the show does so well is as an audience member, you're right where Don is because you know everything about him and you don't know what they want. So you're like, oh, they realize he's not who he says he is. Right. Somebody has like a photo on the wall. They're like, right. look, Dick like, Whitman. Right. Here's the seventh they introduce a situation in which you're like, oh man, someone's going to yeah. recognize you him know? from the regiment. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And know. I think that's just, so your brain is swirling for answers the same yeah. way his is. And that's just, the show is so effective in that. It's really mm-hmm. remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, well, oh, what was I going to say about Don? Uh, There's, this, this isn't really specific to this episode, although this episode is a prime example of it. Um, John Hamm as Don Draper, his ability to look to just completely inhabit the body of kind of slick city grifter who rolls into town of Hicks and rips them all off is incredible because that's not what he's actually doing. <laughs> right. But it's what everyone thinks he's won multiple time episodes in a row. People <laughs> are assuming like, he's doing God damn and it. And he Don. looks exactly like it. Buy some his, blue jeans for fuck's sake. Right. Like they'll think you're less of a goddamn Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With his hair like mat when he gets sweaty and his hair kind of mat and he's oh. got the perfectly coiffed hair except that it's drooping down it's and matter as John Ham flops yeah, wet brow. It's exactly yeah. Exactly the it's like you couldn't if you were making up that specific sub role, you couldn't cast it better. Well, it's also like now he's at the point where he's got the fancy clothes, but otherwise he just has a Sears bag with like a change of clothes and a bunch of cash right. in it. I guess yeah. is like, yeah. I mean, what he looks like and, and his I, beater I, car. What he looks like, which is what he, nice what, car, which is he's what got he like power windows, brother. Yeah, yeah. I did notice. <laughs> that. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, except that he pulled it down and says my car broke down, and he knows exactly what's wrong with it. Yeah, <sighs> what he looks like is what he actually is at this point, which is someone who actually does come from a community like this figured out how to pull off big city tricks and then is back in the place that he comes from. Right. Like that, that is in fact what he is now. And I think is, is how he is sort of accurate, weirdly unintentionally accurately perceived by these people. The shot, At least in an yeah. intuitive way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the sort of thing, right? Is that Don's entire journey of 
taking himself, reinventing himself, turning himself into something that he knows in his guts and soul he doesn't fit with. Like he doesn't, he's not a New York ad executive in his deep, right. deep guts. But now he's turned himself into someplace, into into someone who has no home, into someone who can't fit in anywhere, which I think is like pretty great yeah. <laughs> in terms of his character portrayal. Mm-hmm, the last shot, I mean, whatever, like tip tip of the hat to North by Northwest, I guess, just in terms of the setting. Like the last shot where he's just Forrest Gumping on that <laughs> on that on that, that yeah. uh, bus stop. Yeah. Is so it's disgusting. That's why I said North by Northwest. It's like disgust. It's like perversely composed and how good it's composed. Yeah. <laughs> like it is perverse how well the hedge and the the yep. power lines just play, just come right up against each other in parallel and never touch. It is like how did last episode end? How did the last episode? Because I feel end? like we've we've had multiple episodes in this back half of the season that end with dawn in a room that is emptying out behind him. And now he's just alone on a bench. Like, I feel like the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, I feel like the next episode is just going to be Don. What? Naked in a white room. Yeah. Is it a white room? Like, we're just waiting. Like, cause it was like jail cell. The the doors to his empty apartment closed behind him. And then I, and then like Sterling Cooper closed and now his car is gone and he just has a paper bag. that says Sears on it. Was it when he let the hitchhiker in or was that not the last shot? Yeah, they drive away. The and they, he drives away with yeah. the hitchhiker. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering what the last shot of last yeah. episode was, but yeah. I don't. Know. No, 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 I'm talking about last episode. Oh, yeah, he, picks up, he picks up a hitchhiker, yeah, but it's just him driving the, away in his car. Not that, the con man kid. Right. Yeah, no, some other one. It's funny. Um, <clears throat> I recommend anybody do this in terms of meeting good people in the world, but you go day drinking in the valley in Los Angeles sometime. You go to like one of these like strip mall bars in like, Van Nuys or whatever sherman oaks and you get to talking to people and you'll meet an old man who's just sort of had a life had tons of money and doesn't have any money anymore maybe has some money made money lost money and don sitting on the bench i was just like oh that's who that guy becomes i met that guy in the pineapple saloon in sherman <laughs> oaks at christmas <laughs> talking about zeppelin for 45 minutes <laughs> like it was just like yeah that's just like you're just alone and like, what do you do for work? Ah, eh, you know, no, <laughs> you know, like he just doesn't need to, but needs, this is just, a yeah, there's there, like forever. There were all like just early seasons of mad, mad men. Like the, the sort of the, the go-to Don Draper joke was like, what is Don Draper's version of notable eighties kids ad campaign? Or like there was that Twitter account that was like, right. Yeah. And mm, that's not, it's not where that guy is ending up. No, it's no. I don't know. Any other lasting impressions or thoughts of things we missed? Uh, well, did you get, did you salivate over the idea of free, uh, Learjet travel for life, Chris, <laughs> as a person who's personally obsessed with traveling in airplanes? Sorry, I was looking up, I was looking up the lyrics to that stupid, we don't smoke marijuana in, in Muskegee. Mus- <laughs> yeah, whatever. I was, sorry, I was, Muskogee, and I was distracted. I yeah, in Muskogee. Yeah. The song is Oki from Muskogee. But did you guys, <laughs> did you guys talk about Don in the, in the VA hall at all? Cause that was like, that was. Are you asking, did we talk about it on the podcast? You were on this yeah. podcast, right? Cause this, where did you have a, did you go into a fugue state? I was so transfixed by rereading the lyrics to, to that, but just, I don't know. There's, there's not a lot to say, but I just, he Don, Don finally telling that story to someone who exists in the world who is not just like a person that he keeps in his personal confidence and has control over 
was so goddamn relieving to me as a person watching that. Although then he just got the crap kicked out of him by Phone those book. same people. But I guess that means they don't think anything one way or the other about his story and it's okay to share it with people like that. But uh, just don't steal their money. But just- <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Don, that's what Don says and basically to the kid who works at the hotel or who claims to work at the hotel, whatever that kid does, um, is that once you go down this road, like you can't do, you can't, you can't come back here. Everything you say just won't matter. Like your life won't matter basically. Yep. So I thought that was great, but like buttressed up against him sharing a deep personal thing that we've all kind of wondered about for years and years and years. Yep. Cause like ultimately those guys think it was false. Or, I don't know if they know think I mean? it was false. I don't think they care if it was false or true. Yeah. Yeah. I think, th- I think it's probably a moot point. Cause um, like he shared that story and then like he was expecting any response, but then they just order another round of drinks and start singing an old song. Um, they all, I think they all took it with the gravity of like one of them says I don't, like, sorry, I don't mean they don't care. I yeah. mean that it was like, he was not ostracized or right. chastised right, 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 right. or anything. Yes. Like it was yeah, just yeah. like, he was in a safe place. for them. Yeah. 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 Well, because he starts off by saying like, I killed my CO and there's you you can tell like, error kind of going? leaves the room right because that yeah. could mean anything, but you know when he describes the situation, there's this instant. They're like, oh, that's just another just story, like, just like everyone else has had. Like, it's right? Just, this like is the, we they, yeah. we were all in the shit. We all we all did that. Get basically, this. Yeah. we all yeah. did that. Exactly. Something yeah. to this effect is yes, a common thing we share. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just uh, whatever the way the way that he averted the gaze of that other guy who was in Korea was. just I know, like, and the guy's like, "Let me see your face." Does you never have ever seen? Don Draper be in that situation. I mean, like it was kind of an echo of when oh. he ended up in when he ended up in Hawaii with that other serviceman who then he ends up presiding over his wedding and stuff. Like, yeah, and also when his brother shows up. That's right, man. All the stuff when his Adam brother shows yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but just Whitman. him being in public Season and then like two, doing like he like. I imagine that part of that, like he was trying to hide who he was because of all the complicated things that are going on in Don's life. But the fact that that's how he was introduced to all these men at this table is probably part of why they thought he stole the money. Because he just gave his first name, he didn't need anyone's gaze. True. That's probably true. And then he finally what opened happened up. If he wandered, in, if he wandered into that town and introduced himself as Dick Whitman, what would have happened? <laughs> probably nothing. 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 Yeah. No one would you know care. what I mean? I think that's sort yeah. of an interesting thing to think about. I kind of liked how um, next episode. Do you think he's going to end? Do you think Madman ends with him saying, "I'm Dick Whitman"? No, it no, doesn't. because he's a millionaire. So what? I mean, his money's tied up in bank accounts, and he's got a social security number, and like, I think the the complexity of trying yeah. to. Mean, be, he's just stuck still what, what does he have to gain by yeah. doing that other than thematic kind of resonance yes but, yeah i would call, i would i would go yeah. if that were i know happen. well yeah but <laughs> give it to me all give it to me in cash i'm closing out this closing account out. Yeah. Oh, i'd like to open a new account he goes to the next uh teller over puts on a pair of glasses and says one account for dick whitman <laughs> i mean it's a business loan for so a that is, bar in maui that's not literally what is going on or not literally what is going to happen but i feel like that's figuratively Sure. Where, where we're going. Yeah, I go by that. Um, or at least if if he's not Dick Whitman, he's also not necessarily Don Draper. I just don't think, I think he's going to be reduced down to like Nothing. where he is now, which is just a guy. I just, I just, yeah. just yeah. Yeah. It's sort of academic what his name is at, yeah. this, at this point. Um, do okay, any, so. Do you have yeah. any reader mail from any of the readers? Read, yes. So uh, this is, this email is, um, does not pertain to this episode because people don't generally get email in in time for the current episode, but. If you uh, have re- if you have email for us, no matter what it is, you yeah. can send it to questions at madmen Mad at, at idlethumbs.net. Idle yeah, yeah. No questions. Just madmen at idlethumbs.net. Uh, so- <laughs> no questions. <laughs> <laughs> Only carefully worded comments, please. No. Only Whatever praise. You want. Any kind of thing. 
Uh, Sarah Fest writes, Hey, Thumbs, I've been meaning to write for a while, uh, but since I listen to the cast at work, I never find the time to write my thoughts down for later. Um, anyway, okay, so she, she this is this is writing in about the fifth episode of this half season. Uh, she says, I have similar feelings on Joan's storyline with respect to being happy that she is happy versus being heartbroken about where she ended up narratively. I found the episode Lost Horizon really emotionally affecting because of it. Even though I understood intellectually that her development wasn't necessarily a dead end, I'm really heartbroken that this is how her story is most likely going to conclude. I've been getting weirdly emotional all over the place these past few episodes in a way I didn't really expect to. I guess I'm not yet ready to say goodbye. Peggy roller skating through the empty office reminded me of the Vespa scene as well, which is still one of my favorite shots of the show. It might interest you guys to read the reviews over at Tom and Lorenzo if you don't already. Um, and she links to uh, TomandLorenzo.com. She says they mentioned the carousel imagery as well. They also have an interesting series called Mad Style where they in- analyze the costuming for each central character every episode. Oh, I'm looking, man, that's cool. looking at Sean here, she says. Thanks, oh, thanks for the great how cast, did you know? Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, multiple people in, uh, wrote in to ask... Uh, this includes Thomas Hansen. I'm um, just reading one of these emails, although we got several. He writes, Hi, Thomas from Norway here. What are the chances the podcast turns into a Mad Men rewatch podcast when we're past the final episode? Enjoying the show. I don't know if I have it in me to do that. <laughs> yeah, sadly, probably fairly low. Because um, Chris and I have been doing the, uh, a rewatch podcast of the complete run of Twin Peaks, and that's only 30 episodes long. And it has been a humongous undertaking. So I don't know if I could deal with multiple years of Mad Men rewatch at this point. Even though it's it's really appealing because I love doing this yeah. podcast and I love yeah. doing Twin Peaks. At least just where we all are at work wise, I don't know if we could mm-hmm. bite it off. But like yeah. maybe in the future. So yeah, who knows? I, I I'm yeah. probably personally, I think chances are higher that we would do more shows where we follow currently running series. Mm-hmm. That would just be my if I had to take a guess, I would. I would I would say that's probably more likely, but who knows? I mean, it would be fun to do another rewatch podcast at some point. But thanks for the interest. It's nice yeah. to know that people want things like that because they are. We definitely enjoy it a lot. Yeah, and if for some reason you found this podcast um, ex like exclusive of anything else we've ever done, um, we have a video game podcast and some other things on the internet at idlethumbs.net. Um, check in with us once in a while because maybe we will do something that is. Uh, you know, tickles your fancy in terms mm-hmm. of rewatch podcasts or just general pop culture discussion. We'll do a because, podcast yeah. for Matt Weiner's next show. We'll do a po- <laughs> we'll do a biographical podcast about Matt Weiner. Huh? You can do that. Every year of his life is one episode. <laughs> 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 then he turned seven. What? He got made fun of for his name again. <laughs> uh, all right. You guys want to call it? Oh, sure. What do you want to call it? Uh, a great podcast. Ah, no, we want to call it that hobo book name. Milk and the road of milk and root of milk, milk and, and honey, honey, honey root. Yeah, root. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for listening. You know, as we as Sean said, you can find us at idlethumbs.net. Uh, our other shows are there as well. Um, we're so close to the end that I don't even know if it's worth uh, saying this. But nonetheless, I will. If you like the show, consider leaving us a review on iTunes and consider telling a friend i don't know maybe though maybe for the last this episode, is actually this is the week would... i've been hearing from a lot of people actually this week saying because mad men's finale is next week i've caught up on all the things that i've been behind on so that i can get there mm, for the last one well, that probably doesn't go. mean that those people are going to also listen to seven hour long podcasts but there are some people out there who have binge watched mad men and binge listened to and this. are about to drive to like all right you know dallas from 
you know, Albuquerque and let him know that much time. <laughs> let him know. Podcast. Got it all right here. <laughs> also, yeah. um, AMC. Did you guys see this on Wednesday? AMC is starting uh, a full, full replay of all Mad Men episodes. Is in that just marathon. what AMC is going to be for those? For like, I guess. Yeah, they're they're starting Wednesday and they're just going. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it's twenty four seven or what. I don't know what the schedule is, but um, they're they're showing Crazy. them all. So if you catch up on all those, and after that, you need more stuff to put in your ears. We should live podcast it in real time. Oh, gross! Just while it's going, we're just <laughs> talking. Turns and MS, yeah, MS, like Mystery Science Mystery Theater, Theater, the whole thing. Yeah, it would just be us going. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, oh sick! Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That'd be really good, man. Speaking of neighbor of, Glenn, of what AMC, a creep. Uh, they did not. Uh, they didn't this episode was actually seemed like longer than most episodes and they didn't do the next on Mad Men at the end. So I can't I can't tell you guys what's coming up next on Mad Men. I don't want to hear anything about that anyway. Uh, the end you, last you episode would, you is wouldn't. <laughs> you would the ultimate episode. Next you would not learn anything. Oh, yeah. That's about Mad Men Ultimo. How dare you? Yeah. Although oh, it's the ultimate Mad Men. Don drives his car. That that's even that's revealing specific. a lot. Don doesn't have a Don, car anymore. Don goes somewhere. <laughs> Don is. There we go. Yeah. Don considers a situation. God, if it just becomes just an existential reductive. It's just Don, Don Draper period. is. Glenn marries Sally Draper. It just says that in the description. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Hyper specific. Yeah. All, right. All right. Thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone.